Welcome to the Vans Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, Faith Over Fear broadcast. We pray this presentation is a blessing to you as we grow together through studying and rightly dividing God's living word. Thank you for tuning in with us. And now, here's your host, Pastor Vance Mansfield. Thank you so much for tuning back in. This is our final broadcast on Sonship for this series of laying a foundation of sonship. And I would like to go back to Romans 8, where we left off, and I would like to go back and read that entire section. So we're going to go back to Romans chapter 8 and verse 12. And it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh, For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. And that word mortify literally means to kill or to become dead or to put to death. The deeds of the body which are your carnal mindset. Okay. It's your flesh way or, you know, I I don't know a, a simpler way to put it other than just your natural carnal flesh or soulish mindset and the works of the flesh and everything that's attached to that. If you do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. People ask me all the time, how do I know if I'm a son of God? Well, are you led by the Spirit of God? They say, I don't know. Well, the answer is no, you're probably not. Because if you don't know that you're following after the Spirit of God, then you're probably not doing it. This is something that you've just got to know. Like if you ask somebody that goes to, that's been in church for 30 years, that's attended every church service their church has ever had. You, if you walk up to them and say, are you saved? Usually they're pretty confident. They say, yes, I'm saved, been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, 55 years, whatever the case is, right? They're very confident. Yes, I am saved. Okay, great. Do you follow after the spirit of God? Well, not all the time. You know, we're just pilgrims in this weary world. Hogwash. We're just sinners saved by grace. I'm not a sinner. I was a sinner. I'm not a sinner. I don't miss the mark. Okay, the Bible said that, well, we'll get into that in a minute. That we cannot sin. We'll get into that in a minute. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are called the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Let that sink in.
For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. See? The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. Is the spirit bearing witness with your spirit? The spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him that we may also look at this be glorified together. You know, I've heard my entire life that God will share his glory with no one. Well, this said different. That if we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together with him. That is part of his glory is because he is overcome. We also can overcome. And when we overcome, we enter into the glory with him. Now, I told you that we cannot sin. I don't want to leave you hanging on that forever. We're going to we're going to uh go over to 1 John chapter 3. We're going to go back over there. Verse 7 says, "Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, Look at this. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, I know that the scripture says, if any man say he sinneth not, he is a liar. But look at this. Okay, that's that's elementary teaching. That's uh, pre-salvation teaching. That's pre-walk with God teaching. Okay, you've moved into God. You've been redeemed from sin. You've been saved from that. 1 John chapter 3, verse 9 says, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin for his seed remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God in this the children of God are manifested that the children of the and the children of the devil whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God Neither he that loveth not his brother. In this, the children of God are manifest. And the children of the devil. See, in this. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. In what? He that committeth sin is of the devil. He that sinneth because he sinned from the beginning. He that doeth righteous 
or he that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as Jesus was righteous, okay? In these ideas, that he that sin is of the devil and he that doeth righteousness is righteous, is made manifest... That whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth his brother. That's a deciding factor right there. What is righteousness? What does the word righteousness mean? It comes from acquittable in character or act, by implication innocent, holy, just, meet, righteous. See, righteousness. We're dealing with the righteous. We're not righteous by our own doing. We're righteous because of his righteousness. So we do his righteousness. We do the work of his righteousness. Why? Because we're born of God. And that's just what we do. We follow after the spirit. That's why we're called the sons of God. And he who follows after the Spirit is called the Son of God, or the sons of God. And whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed, whose seed? The seed of God, remaineth in him. And he cannot sin, because he is born of God, or because he is following the will of God or the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God is not going to lead you into disobedience to where you miss the mark. So, he that is born of God cannot sin. I didn't write that. I'm just reading it. He that is born of God cannot sin. Okay? We're dealing with sonship now. We're dealing with the place that you can enter into where sin doesn't even exist. But as long as we're saying, oh, we're sinners, I don't care if you finish it with saved by grace or going to hell, you are not born of God. You can't be because you're confessing that you are not. But when you get to the place where you lose your identity in sin, then you can mortify the deeds of your flesh. See, it is self-righteous to say, oh, we're just servants of God. You've been walking with God for 50 years and you're still a servant? You've not moved into sonship? There's a problem with that. You've been in a church for 60 years and have not moved into perfection. There is a problem with that. I don't care if you've been in there five years. If you're still stuck in the same rut that you were in the first week after you've come to salvation or come to the knowledge of God, there's a problem with that. If you're not ever growing deeper in the knowledge of God, And in the manifestation of God, there is a problem with where you're at. You have got to come to the place of perfection. You cannot sit there in your muck and mire your entire life 
See, that's the problem with this old-time religious preaching. We're just going to sit back in the same old muck and mire that we've been in for a hundred years, and one day Jesus is going to come and scoop us up out of here, and we're going to all be fine. Baloney. You've been waiting on that for thousands of years. Well, not even thousands of years. It's not even been taught that long. That idea didn't come around to a couple hundred years ago. So you've been waiting on that for a couple hundred years, and it's not happened yet. There's a reason the apostles didn't teach that. They taught, let us go on to perfection. Let us lay aside the elementary teachings of salvation and the doctrines of baptism and of laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead, and let us go on to perfection. See, that's what they taught, but the religious system wants to hold you in bondage where you just sit there in your, in your stagnant state for your entire life in the flesh. What they don't realize is this stuff is going to have to come to a head. You are going to have to be purified. You are going to have to be perfected. And you're either going to go through it now or you're going to go through it later, but it's going to have to happen. And as long as they've got you under their thumb, they've got you right where they want you. And the powers of darkness are controlling that idea. They're the ones feeding that idea. They're the ones supporting and and promoting and propagating that idea. That's why it's not popular to preach this stuff because it brings you out of the threshold of the powers of darkness. It takes you, it literally pulls their claws right out of you and lets you move into the light. This is part of the translation in the kingdom of his dear son. This is being translated into the office of sonship where you are mortifying the deeds of your flesh where your flesh no longer matters to you. Do you think Jesus's flesh mattered to him? Think about it. You think his flesh mattered to him? See, he had to mortify the deeds of his flesh. And when it when you get to that point, how do you do that? Let, let's talk about for a minute how you how do you mortify the deeds of your flesh? I'm going to tell you a really good starting point for you, and you guys are going to probably want to throw eggs at me because we all like like to do what I'm going to tell you not to do. Quit eating. Go on a fast. See, the whole purpose of fasting is to kill off what or like deprive your your soul and your body from what it naturally needs. So when you do that, you start depriving your soul, you start depriving your body, your flesh from what it needs. Then you start killing off those things so that God can begin to speak to you. I don't know how some of these preachers have gone on as long as they are without fasting. I could have never done it. There was too much of me to kill. I still fast. All right, we we fast frequently around here. And I'm going to warn you, when you start to fast, you're going to start raising up some afflictions because the powers of darkness do not want you fasting. They do not want you killing off and mortifying the deeds of your flesh. They want you trapped where they have you. And if I don't grow from where I'm at, then they've got me. You understand? This doesn't just mean you. It means me too. And moving into the office of sonship is where you are walking in God, one with God. Where you can say, I and my father are one. I do nothing unless I see my father in heaven do it. This is where you walk into a room and demons start to manifest. Somebody says, well, I don't want that to happen. Then stay in your rut. If you don't want other people to be set free, shame on you. 
Well, now that we put it in that light, it kind of hit a nerve, didn't it? I understand. Believe me. See, I want these things to happen. I want to be able to walk through a store and people just cling to me because they need salvation. They need deliverance. They need healing. They need these things. They will find you. The spirits in them will find you. How do I know this? Because Jesus went to a place called the land of the Gadarenes. And it said there was a man possessed of devils. That The devils saw him. The spirits saw him afar off and ran to worship him. We've got to get to the place where we are so one with him, where the spirits are afar off, run to us to worship him because all they see is him. And if we're not getting to that place, there's a problem with us. You cannot just go at this half throttle. You are either all in or you are all out. And I'm going to tell you, when you start to get into the place where you are manifesting sonship and beyond, you'll get to the place where your own family will despise you, where they will start turning against you because they don't even understand that level. See, we grew up in a church that was so antiquated. And I'm not talking about a new age doctrine. I'm actually going back way before new before what we grew up in. I'm going back to the first church, the church that we read about in Acts, the church that we read about throughout the New Testament. That's where I'm going to get my understanding. This isn't a new age doctrine. We are talking about moving into an absolute state of perfection. See, you can't you can't acquire this stuff out of your scientific knowledge. And I'm not against science. I I really enjoy science. But you can't acquire this out of scientific knowledge. This stuff only comes through relationship and communion in the Holy Ghost, communion in the Spirit. See, you have got to get to the place where you are supplicating with God, where you are in a state of prayer. And that doesn't mean you walk around, oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, blah, blah. You know, it's not, that's not the state of prayer I'm talking I'm talking about where your mind is fixed on God 24-7. I don't care what you're doing. You are, your whole being is thanking God. That's where you've got to get. That's where you'll start walking down the street and they'll come to you, not even knowing why they're coming to you. And I can hear you asking now, has that ever happened to you? Absolutely, it's happened to me. That's why I'm teaching you this. I've gone through this. I understand this stuff can happen. I have been there when it's happened. I watched it manifest. I still watch it manifest. I can walk into a room and stir up every devil that's in the room and not even know what's going on. Sometimes I get in a mindset where... You know, I'm just there for a specific purpose. Maybe I just need to get gas. And I walk in and now all of a sudden everything's erupting in the gas station. And I'm going, what in the world's going on here? That's why you've got to stay in a constant state of communion. Because you're going to get caught off guard. You've got to get to the place where when these things are happening, you know that God sent you there to do something about it. And you don't have to go holding big prayer lines in the middle of Walmart. 
You can do this in the spirit. See, that's the move of God that we're in. We're in another outpouring. We're in another what uh, some people call revival. We are in a place where your spirit is going to touch their spirit. See, because it's all contained in the spirit of God, you're going to command it to be, and you might not even have to say a word. We're moving into a place now in God where we can manifest it. Now, I challenge every one of you that have listened to any part of this series, I challenge every one of you to manifest the office of sonship, mortify the deeds of your flesh. Go on a fast. I don't care if it's one day, two day, three day, 40 day. Go on a fast and watch God do things. And don't get discouraged in your fast because you think everything's going wrong in your life. That's just part of it. There's something out there that has to oppose the will of God in your life. It just has to be that way. So get over it. Get through it. And when you break through that, then you'll get to the place where they'll have to remind you to eat. You won't even want to eat. Of course, the first couple days are going to be hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard if you've never fasted to go into a fast or if you've not fasted in a long time to get into a fast. Go into a fast. You've got to do it, especially in the day that you're living in today. Half these people have no clue what God is doing. Why? Because they're so far disconnected from what God... I do nothing unless I see my Father in heaven do it. I want you to get to that place where you can say that. I do nothing unless I see my Father in heaven do it. So mortify the deeds of your flesh. I challenge every one of you to manifest the office of sonship in your life. Get into God. Get to the place where people that are afflicted and in need will come to you for deliverance. You are the word of God made manifest in this earth. You are the will of God made manifest in this earth. You are the righteousness of God made manifest in this earth. So go manifest it. Thank you for tuning in to this broadcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you all. Do not forget to like us and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our podcast titled Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield on all of your favorite stations. If you are not a partner yet and you would like to join this mighty move of God across the nations, go now to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com to create a special partnership with the work of God's kingdom and you can write to us making your checks payable to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, P.O. Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas 76124. And remember, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom.